Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. middle Saturday at the Australian Open and anybody who's anybody is still here, including Catherine Whitaker and Grad Matt, alongside me David Law, on the Tennis Podcast brought to you in association with the Telegraph. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the fact that no seeds appear to lose at this tournament. Everybody who's anybody I mean, Venus Williams lost today but she lost to Simona Hall at the world number one so that doesn't count. She's also un- unseeded, I think. All oh, right. So, sorry, so I'm making my own I mean, point. In in spirit, seeded, yep. but I mean, yeah, certain seeds also, beat certain seeds. But you know what I'm saying. I don't, mm. I don't want you know to 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 take down to take you down completely before you've even started. But it's actually called Cooper's Saturday. Oh yeah, what does that Cooper's mean? Saturday, not Middle Saturday. Right, what Cooper's it? Saturday. What does that mean, mate? I, I don't know. It means something on Australian TV. I think it means please buy lots and lots of Cooper's what? Pale Ale. All right. Beauty. Let's let's oblige. Okay, fine. Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Too easy. Right. That's what Ash Barty would say. Yep. Play the bus, Ron. Cooper Saturday. I think it means record your podcast in the voice of a pissed up Australian. Right. Okay. Uh, So on Cooper Saturday, um, (laughs) we had, uh, as I said, no seeds really of any note losing. We've had some some great matches, some great tussles, some good storylines today. Hang on, is that the case? No seeds have lost today? Well, I mean, look, like I said, seeds have beaten seeds, but we haven't had anything that I would regard as a shock today. No, Medvedev beat... Goffan. Yeah, but again, but again, you know, we thought Medvedev that would the higher seed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is underlined by the fact that we tried to come out with some outlandish predictions for our <laughs> newsletter and got them all wrong because the fancied players all won. There were a couple of near misses, though. Yeah. Should we start there? Go on then. Well, Naomi simultaneously, Naomi Osaka um, and Su Wei Shei, who Matt did a brilliant tweet about earlier. Yes. Um, and actually, can I just read... David's reaching for can, his phone, so I'll keep talking can, while he... Can while I just he... read read the the opening to, to Matt's blog? which you, you must read, folks. Uh, this is what Matt wrote, wrote today. Slow Wi-Fi, forgetting what you're about to say, people turning up late when you're at the cinema, missing a connecting flight, 
constantly getting stopped at red lights, losing your pen, Brexit, playing Shea Suwe at tennis. Ugh. They're all the same. <laughs> all irritating. The much feared Brexit comparison. Yes. Poor old Shea Suwe, she's been compared to Brexit. <laughs> but um, anyway, you know, that's what we're... That's what we're talking about. She's a nightmare to play. Angles and off-pace balls and weird lobs and goodness knows what. And almost like a sort of, as we talked about beating Andrea Seppi, in a very different way, say Shay Su Wei is the sort of, can you can you problem-solve Shay Su Wei is yeah. the kind of rite of passage for... I mean, look, um, you can lose to Shay Su Wei at whatever age. Simona Halep did it at Wimbledon Muguruza did it here last year she she loves a giant killing uh, but the, the the problem solving element of it can you figure out and keep your head are you mature enough to, to keep your head and beat Shea Suwe and, and there was a moment today where I thought Osaka wasn't um, you know she tried everything she was moonballing at one stage you were out there briefly I was out there me and all the Japanese press <laughs> And, um, yeah, she was moonballing, and she, and she admitted it in, in press. She said, I don't know why I was doing it. Well, I think she was, she just, was just trying anything. She was trying anything because Shay was in her head. You get dragged into her yeah, kind of exactly. match, you do. And, if, and she really needed to play her own tennis, and suddenly she realised that at, you know, set and 4-2 down, and suddenly started just ripping winners. And then actually ended up rip, coming through the last half of that match relatively comfortably winning 11 in the last 12 games but she was in a right pickle um, what a great word she didn't have any <sighs> she answers she was in a pickle she really I mean that's precisely the right word yeah. she just didn't have the answers she wasn't disguising the fact that she was in a pickle Every, everything about her body language said I'm in a pickle here yeah. um, why isn't hitting the ball really hard working that's uh, and, you know I would say that Shea Suwei is the closest type of player that we can relate to playing against. If Sue Shea had a 20% better serve, mm. she would be she'd be a, a regular contender week in, week out. And I must say, it did remind me a little bit of Fabrice Santoro against Marat Safin, Ooh. that matchup, which I think Santoro leads the head-to-head about what was hundred zero. I mean, they're not playing again. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was a really overwhelming head-to-head in his favour, and it felt a bit like that with you know, Osaka, a much, you know, a much less sort of dramatic player than Marat Safin and probably with more in her game. But, you know, power against Kraft and Kraft was winning until eventually Osaka came through. Why doesn't Kraft win more often? Why, when you, when you watch, watch Sue Shea play like that, it seems so obvious why that causes the, the big hitters Because it has a problems. limit. It has a limit. That you you can but do it, it and and at that level the limit is can I impose my actually better game on this woman or not? But mm. but they're so used. Of course, if they were facing it week in week out, day in day out, then of course they could. But the fact that she's such a unicorn means that they are completely flummoxed well, by it. and hence why it caused her so many problems. But look what happened in the end. Naomi Osaka said, actually, I quite enjoy this. this I'm playing in the Grand Slam. It's really nice. I like playing in front of an audience. I'm basically just going to enjoy myself. That's what she said. She and found enjoyment in the frustration. Yeah, and she started freewheeling. She went for it. She started, in your words in the blog, r- gripping it and ripping it.
Ooh. Indeed. There you go. So. And simultaneously, Alina Svitolina was locked in even more of a battle mm. against Zhang Shui. Another uh, Alina Svitolina type match. Yeah, whenever, ab- absolutely. Sorry, whenever I turn that on, they, they both seem to be on the ground receiving <laughs> treatment. Yeah, so um, Svitolina to her right shouldery neck type area. Mm. It looked like almost sort of like a nervy type pain like situation. Yeah, like like she'd slept on it funny. You know when some, some mm. days that's yeah um, worse and for then, me because I can barely get in the bed and, <laughs> and that was more of the the sort of front end of the match and then the, latterly Zhang Shui was getting treatment on her back she was lying face down I mean yeah every time he looked at the screen somebody was getting a massage yeah but she found a way through and wasn't she about 5-3 down and ended up winning the match from there she was and I wasn't I, she three love down got it back to about 5-3 and then didn't serve it out, got, f- went back to she five She failed all. to serve it out first oh, time, definitely. And at that point, you're thinking, oh, goodness got, me. Got and her in the end, though. I mean, I was thinking, why didn't she play like this against Kuzmova? Kuzmova would have taken her out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all that matters. I mean, don't you WCA players understand that Grad Matt's predictions are the important thing? <laughs> and there was a lovely, uh, I mean, it wasn't lovely. Zhang Shui was absolutely gutted afterwards, yeah. as you can, you know, it was... Fernando Vidasco esque I know we recorded a podcast after uh, uh, before match point last night but there was a you know here there's there's what what it seems to have colloquially colloquially become known as big brother cam which is that mm. there are cameras in the ceilings in pretty much all the player areas yeah. we saw in in live living color we saw the drama of Rafael Nadal dropping, accidentally dropping his salmon, his piece of salmon, <laughs> <laughs> the other day. <laughs> and bless him, he he um, he dropped the piece of salmon. He then put it three five second rule, three second rule. People have different versions of it. Picked up the salmon, ate it, and then gave the table a wipe down. Good lad. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I mean, he re- really, really rigorous Anyway, the the. Um, Big Brother Cam followed him um, in, this, in the skies, one to another, um, and followed him, and he just sat down slumped against the wall uh, last night after, oh. well, double faulting on match point, um, most poignantly, in, uh, in an echo of tenure. He had his own harrowing tenure challenge <laughs> yesterday, because <laughs> that's what he did, of course, in that epic... The yeah. doll match that we were we were recalling in last night's podcast, but um, Zhang Shui had a similar sort of moment, but on the court today um, after. Well, she didn't she didn't squander. I mean, depending on how you look at it, you could say she squandered something. But it was a heartbreaker. It was a heartbreaker, and Svitolina went over to her and, and acknowledged that, and uh, in a very genuine um, show of uh, camaraderie, embraced her. Um, and, and a lot of people pointed out. I think it was Courtney Nguyen, um, the WTA insider, pointed out that she won the she won some kind of a, a WTA award last year for being the most giving of her time in mm. terms of clinics and sponsor stuff and things with kids and so all got of that. A lot of, and a lot of friends on the tour. Yeah, yeah. So. Which which I don't think is something we necessarily always talk about with no. Svitolina. No. So worth a mention. Uh, but Zhang, she said, it particularly uh, is an incredibly popular player on the tour. And, and there's an indication of it. Serena Williams, however, no dramas. Although she was actually also very nice at the net to her 
uh, defeated opponent, uh, Diana yeah. Yastrzemska. She beat her 6-1, 6-2, and Yastrzemska got pretty upset. Um, and, and Serena Which I Williams like. was really I nice. I like that she her. was up... She could, because... Look, I'm going to admit I didn't see a point struck of this because by the time I went to look at it, it was over. Yeah. Um, but it? by all accounts, Yastrzemska did not play badly. Um, but she wasn't happy with just giving you an account of herself. She wanted to win. I think, yeah. you know, as unrealistic as that might be from all our perspectives, you've got to go into a match like that thinking, I want to win this. I, mm. I believe I can win this and, and be heartbroken when you don't. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I think this is the thing I... Once in a while, we've, we've, I've had one or two messages this week saying, oh, you know, you, you're laughing at whoever it was who got a really low first serve percentage and all this and on the, you know, struggling in the spotlight. Yeah, we do have a bit of a laugh on this show because you know, it's not that serious, is it? It's a tennis podcast having a chat about what goes on. But I do understand that, A, these are very good players and it's sometimes the occasion just gets to them and they don't produce their yeah. best and, and, and that's when it's relatable mm. yeah. we we don't relate to Roger Federer winning 20 grand slam titles we relate to a 7% first serve percentage yes. um, that's, <laughs> why, that's why we're laughing Ian Carter my one of the former BBC tennis correspondents at the BBC uh, relates a story to anybody who will listen about how he once broke my serve without touching the ball. (laughs) (laughs) That is like Fulham losing to a team that had no shots on target. Yes. Yes. From 1-0 up. You are Fulham, David. So, um, yeah, yeah. it happens to the best of us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I talk about relatability a lot and I think that's one of the things that... um, a couple of people in the last week have so eloquently put their uh, uh, put their finger on in their writing about Andy Murray. He did yeah. superhuman things in with just this huge amount of humanity and relatability in a way that you know we've argued in the past about how I have found Roger Federer completely unrelatable. And I and I talk about it with Serena Williams that sort of on a personal level. I find her completely unrelatable, but she's sort of in her achievement. She's making herself, she wants to be relatable to, you know, she wants to be a a role model and an inspiration for for mothers and uh, for women generally, for people that have had health issues, all of that. And I, I appreciate that, that she's trying to make herself a relatable superhuman you, you've just you've just spoken to somebody who's one of the more relatable players in the circuit the current world number one Simona Halep yeah I mean it's amazing how how incredibly relatable she is explain that what's she like she's just this sort of lovely normal self-doubting she, you know I think we all around this table can relate to being a sort of <laughs> bundle of um, you know <laughs> self-doubt and um, you know I think that's sort of a normal human condition yeah and you asked um, her about coaches didn't you I asked her about I, I said my final qu- uh, you know I asked her about the match in which she was fantastic be- against be- Venus, Venus Williams, Williams yeah. she was fantastic um, her best match at the tournament by far and she had this big strapping around her her left thigh I think it was Um, but seemed to be moving brilliantly she was obviously delighted with it I also asked her about playing Serena she had this big smile on her face she's known about sort of every 
step of the draw from the start. There was no what? like. It wasn't a big surprise. Yeah, there was no. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I haven't looked at the draw. I play Serena. It was. You guys always yeah, tell me the draw. It, her face said, "I've seen this coming," <laughs> and uh, and then I said, um, "Hey, you said before the tournament that that you couldn't possibly do this without without a coach, and you feel like you desperately need a coach. Do you feel like you're in any way proving yourself wrong?" She said, "Oh no." I just really need a coach. <laughs> she said, obviously, I probably can't get one this tournament, but after the tournament, I'll be, you know, recruiting widely. Mm. In the coaching uh, update news and results and progress since our coaching carousel um, podcast at the start of the year, we talked about our wish for the year, and, and I think one of them was Simona Halep and Sloane Stevens to do well without a coach, and they're still in. Um, also, worth noting as well that Luca Pui coached by Amelie Moresmo is doing pretty well uh, as well at the moment he's a set up uh, as we speak to you against Alexi Popperin I mean imagine what what if what if I mean A what if Halep beats Serena and then B what if she goes on to win the title without a coach then what yeah then does she think well imagine how easily I could have won the title with a coach she could have (laughs) strolled to it or does she go Hang on a second. I can do this. Yeah, it'd be interesting, won't it? Well, it's like when Muguruza won Wimbledon without... Um, Sam Simic. S- yeah. yeah. And, but that didn't seem to and affect And then somehow Conchita Martinez got forward. the sack. Yeah. Yeah, she's now with Caroline Pliskova, yeah, who seems to be doing quite well. Going Set up okay. Yeah, I mean, Camilla it is Georgie. interesting, isn't it? I, I, maybe, it's, maybe it's more about her enjoyment and her well-being than it is about her results maybe she what she's trying to express is I I just want to coach I want to feel like you know we've talked about it with Nick Kyrgios and sort of elements of the Labour Cup maybe she just wants to feel like she's in it with someone as Agassi put it a couple of days ago what Gregor was responding to he thinks is that I bleed with him is how he put it Um, which is not (laughs) which is you know as (laughs) I said yesterday, very much sort of sitting around the Joshua Tree type language. But I, I think I get what he was saying. It's that yeah. Grigor needs that arm round the shoulder. We're in this together, mate. Yeah. Feeling. No, he does. Um, and mm-hmm. maybe that's what Simona Halep wants. And I think she pretty much said that at the start of the tournament, didn't she? In her press conference that we were in, she said, you know, she got on really well with Darren Cahill. She almost found it difficult to let go, and she wants that camaraderie that just having that voice having that person there um, but no I mean yeah I mean it's, that's a it's, it's a tough act for a new coach to you know there's a clearly big shoes to fill it's like it's like contact. a new <laughs> rebound boyfriend isn't it <laughs> when when your your partner is still talking about the ex it's when you go on a first date and they're talking about their ex and you're like oh goodness sake i'm gonna to go to the loo and crawl out the window yeah. it happens folks it happens okay um right so what else have we got to talk about um uh, i can't i'm trying to think about the results today now that Djokovic against uh yeah. denis shapovalov which I was found that weird did you find that weird what did you find weird about it it was six three six four four, four six, six six love yeah it was weird i, w- I went out on to Rod Laver to, to watch some of it and the first five games were five of the worst games I've ever seen and I, I think I, I messaged, reveal what you messaged I think I messaged saying if this is Denis Shapovalov playing exceptional tennis which I, is his own which is his own, own words, word <laughs> I do not want to see him playing bad <laughs> tennis because he 
he just it was almost as though he thought the court was twice as big as it actually was and he was just just missing by about 10 feet repeatedly what's wrong with that um, and I mean results wise David then he had a little bit of a surge got a break back but then lost his serve again and it was you know Djokovic was absolutely coasting it was one of those ones where I think actually Shapovalov said it quite well in, in press. You know, Djokovic was baiting him to miss and he was just yeah. taking the bait and missing. He still looked like a junior today, really, Shapovalov. I mean, he played... He, look, he won a set. I said yesterday he might win a set, but I don't feel particularly enthused on his behalf no. by it because it was Djokovic just... I don't know. I don't know where his mind went what for do we, What do we think about the fact that uh, at, I think it was two sets to love down Shapovalov I think he's a breakdown at the start of the third which incidentally is a set that he bizarrely went on to win but anyway it's all got a flavour of inevitability, inevitability about it etc and then he starts hitting he hit a through he the leg a th- shot where he didn't need it, to he hit a Kyrgios like through the leg shot with his while facing the net an unnecessary one. Totally. It was It was mid-rally, and he didn't need to do it. He got a normal forehand to play, and instead he played a three And the they legs. cut to his box, and they found it hilarious. Yeah, and, and he got a big cheer, and Dennis smiled, and the, 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 as you say, the box smiled. And I just thought, that feels like a bailout to get some extra cheers. Um, yeah. Now, I don't mean to be mean to, to Shapovalov. I mean, I think the world of him, I think he's one of the most exciting young players in the world. And I hope, hope, hope he fulfills potential. Um, but yeah, we all is, come from is, a feeling of warmth Where for, is Kyrgios? When Kyrgios does that, there's a lot, lot that I mind about Kyrgios' behaviour. I don't actually mind him doing that because I think that that makes him loose and him play better. Or at least it has at times in the past. Even if it makes absolutely no logical sense during a match, during a rally as such. For Shapovalov, I just thought, you're just sending a message across the net that I can't win, so I'm just going to have a good time. And I thought, don't like it. No, I didn't like it either, and I... No one's as desperate for, for Denis Shapovalov to fulfil his talent than me. Um, I really like the kid. I still I, I think he's a good kid. Um, uh, uh, he, he, he likes puppies. That's great. Um, turns out puppies aren't the best way to prepare for a third-round tennis match, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we don't have a full data set for that. I mean, he did so. win a set, so I, you know, but, I, I want to bear that in mind, say, but I, I don't feel that encouraged by that I set. almost feel like that set was because Djokovic was so much on autopilot you well, know it, and then he got annoyed about the lights didn't he it was almost like Djokovic was doing a Kyrgios and having to try and sort of make himself interested in it he was like he was a bit bored really yeah, in the, in the well, match well exactly and and I, well, I I didn't speak to anyone that was predicting a Shapovalov victory but I think we were all hoping for for a feeling of competition mm. um, for mm. all for the best to be drawn out of Djokovic mm. and he didn't have to get out of third gear today really even though he dropped a set and um, I don't know I I had a very brief chat with Mary Carrillo um, about Shapovalov and she's made me wonder if if you know he said he looked like a junior out there and I realised we're straying into territory we are unqualified to do so so maybe we should shelve this for where Mary can actually join us but are his swings just too big? Well Possibly. He, I mean, he just—he looks like he has you, no time against of, top players. If you kind of contrast him to Djokovic, Djokovic was, you know, standing on the baseline, just sort of 
bunting the ball back with his backhand and just direct, you know, directing it where he wanted to go. Whereas Shapovalov is this sort of flailing limbs at the back of the court, and he and he hits it, and he's always falling back. His momentum's not going forward. Again, this is technical stuff that you know I observe and see a little bit on you know people discussing, and you know there's people far better qualified than me. But I definitely think there's something in it. Yeah, it's not just a question of guy needs to mature and get experience. Is there is there actually potentially as much as we talk about his extraordinary talent and gifts? Are there potentially some technical things there that well, I, I also might hold feel? Him back? I also think of Leighton Hewitt calling him flashy when I asked him how exciting he was, mm. and uh, he 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 didn't want to be rude. He didn't want to dismiss him, but he also clearly wasn't convinced that this. And I also think Shapovalov's just not his kind of player because he's yeah. not like him. He's not Demonor, who's just like him. Um, but. It'll be an interesting one, and we should we should bring that up with Mary. I I, th- I kind of think that that it's it's only small tweaks because I think Shapovalov's hand-eye coordination mm. And, mm. and and his elasticity is such that I think he'll probably learn to get away with it and figure out ways to because I think if you tied tightened him up too much, you could lose some of that. And also, he has got a complex game that is going to take a bit of time to piece yes. together. It's not like, for example. Novak Djokovic's next opponent, who is Daniel Medvedev, yes, who has kind of broken through at a slightly faster pace, maybe than Shapovalov and some of the other ones. He's yet a bit more, older, yet more quietly, yet more quietly, and he's that, he's just that type of player, isn't he? But he's so effective. Um, mm. He is, yeah, very quietly, just demolished Avi Goffin. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello Tennis Podcast listeners, David here. Now you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. 
Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Other straight sets winners today. Kane Ishikori over Joao Sousa, uh, Madison Keys. You needed a straight sets win, didn't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I'll tell you. Suddenly a, Madison Keys is a thing. Another quiet. Yeah. I remember, yeah, but she keeps I remember us looking over yes. her portion of the draw and just sort of shaking our heads at one no, another, Matt. I think we just got that think, wrong. Yeah, she, I think we did. <laughs> but look, for how many is it? Three or four semifinals? Well, she reached two last yeah. year, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. consistent. Uh, Anastasia Sevastova keeps going, I notice. Uh, as I said, uh, Borna Choric wins in four. Um, just a word on the doubles court that they had today. I mean, the, the attendance today at this tournament has broken all the records. Cooper Saturday. Eh? It's been incredible today. Uh, because of the late night last night, and it was four in the morning when I finally went to bed, uh, I slept through till 10 today, folks. I've never done that before here at the Australian Open. But it meant I did walk into the Australian Open at about two in the afternoon. I couldn't get around. I mean, I was just stood there, uh, jammed. Were people in... arranging to meet back at you? Yes. Yes, they were. They were. And I'm quite effective at that. Uh, so I just stood there like a great big telegraph pole, uh, <laughs> not able to go anywhere. And, and it was just the sheer mass of humanity out there. The place was buzzing. It and was the... the most beautiful summer's day. Yeah. You, you could not design a better no. so I was quite happy to just yeah, stand there just like glorious. a statue for about an hour hey um, Coopers know how to put on a Saturday yeah they do <laughs> uh, it was also this, so it was this doubles celebration day wasn't it and they had this incredible doubles court day where Jamie Murray was on and they had all these doubles matches yeah. and they were encouraging people to walk around and make oh. noise and do all this stuff I didn't know. I didn't. I, you, you guys have missed I out. Was I failed so incredible. to celebrate any doubles today. Yeah, well, you need to get out there. I'm telling you because it was great. Uh, so yeah, there was a this good. This is what happens when David Law gets more than three hours sleep. He <laughs> just buzzes around the place, telling everyone how great everything is. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, right. Let's have a look at the order of play for tomorrow because I'm going to be buzzing for that as well. There's loads of good stuff going on tomorrow, folks. Uh, Sunday at the Australian Open, we'll start with Petra Kvitova against Amanda Anisimova. Who has a 100%, I think, record against Kvitova. They played it in the Wells. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Well, I mean... It was spectacular. Hey, look, I interviewed Kvitova straight off the court yesterday and I asked her about Anisimova and she instantly said, yes, she beat me in the Wells. You know, she knew who she was playing next... She said she hadn't watched her match earlier because um, that had been played earlier in the day, but she knew she was playing next and she knew that she'd lost to her. Some so. awesome order to play this. Um, <sighs> right, we're doing... Sharapova Barty. Yeah, that's yes, the one please, after folks. that. Yeah, so Barty, Sharapova, we're going to be we're going to be talking that we're going to no doubt get these in our predictions in our newsletter, so get in on that. Uh, I need to give them a bit of thought first. Uh, Thomas Burdick against Rafael Nadal. Uh, and then in the evening session, Stefano Tsitsipas against Roger Federer. I saw, I watched almost all of Sitsabas's practice earlier and interviewed and learned how to pronounce the name of his father, Apostolos. Oh, well done. Yeah. Thanks very much. I had to actually do the very nerve-wracking thing of trying to get his attention from afar. So I had planned to, I knew his name was Apostolos, but I had planned to avoid actually having to say it out loud because I wasn't, you know, I didn't know where I was going with the pronunciation of that. But then I found myself instantly in this situation where I had to get his attention. So I just had to shout across the tennis court with a lot of people watching, Apostolos! <laughs> 
and he actually turned around and 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 gave us an interview and it all went fine i was um, expecting mr sitzabas <laughs> oh but then stefanos might have turned around ah, valid point Steph, um, steph's dad oi um and i mean he's just like his son he is he's intense he's likable warm intense did i say intense <laughs> you did yeah um uh, i said you know my final question is you know and as a father how proud will he be to see him step out to me? He said, yes, I will be proud. But And then he started talking about, mostly I want to be proud of the human that I have birthed. <laughs> the human that I have created, that's what he said, not birthed. Not birthed, obviously. Uh, I want to be proud of the human that I have created and nurtured and Media I want to see his humanity grow. And I mean, it was lovely, but it was like, Wow, this is going out on Eurosport, dude. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Are we, are we still on air? I'm just. I'm just a bit lost in this dream. Um, but anyway, trance. it was a blooming intense practice for a guy that had has has not had easy matches. No. Um, so far this tournament, you know, he's played a lot of tennis. He played a lot of tennis in the lead up. He played Hotman Cup and he played Sydney. I'm not I know he lost earlier in Sydney, and um, they exceeded their allotted practice slot actually and the people that were due to come on court earlier were shunted off to another court and Apostolos said Steph more serves <laughs> and they kept going and he was spending an awful lot of time practicing being at the net and opponent being at the net that is what they're expecting wow, tomorrow it, cool. uh, I mean if it if it lives up to what I s- what they're expecting it's going to be great. Inside info, Catherine, I like this. This is good. I mean, it's a public practice. So I don't happen. care. <laughs> yeah, but none of these lot listened and saw that, did they? Anyway, um, neither did we. No. <laughs> so we're letting this down here on the Tennis Podcast. Uh, I'm not going to wait for the newsletter for that one, right? You can't, you can't predict that one in the newsletter. I want predictions right here, right now. Stephanus sits about, I want sets. I want numbers of sets and who wins. Federer in four. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's the a really competitive. I think it's. Ball. The, I think it's the slightly safe, and also I think that is actually what it will be prediction. And I'm, I'm interested. The fact that they played at the Hotman Cup. Who does that help more? Does it? Is it better for Sitsipas to have had a sort of trial run at Federer's game, or for Federer what to was have the match tried like? to figure? I didn't see it. It was very good. It was two tie breaks. And I'm don't Apostolos think was there certainly was a drop taking. He brought that up without me bringing it up. I got the impression it was something that he had talked about with Steph, yeah. as he called it. It was a lot what of all I court play. Um, and I got the impression that that was something that they were wanting to focus on rather than something they were like put that out of your mind Steph it, this is a new day it was big points basically it was the t- it was the two tie breaks and Federer played the big points better um, I'm, t- I'm, I, I'm so tempted to say that I think Sitsipas is going to win um, but because it's night session I can't get out of my mind that Roger Federer at night is just a different proposition and the thing is there is potential for Federer to come out and just play one of, one of those matches yeah. play yeah. filthy tennis yeah I, I, so yeah, I, I have to go for Federer as well, just because it's just sets. sensible. I, do you have that. a feeling about Burdick tomorrow? If you I'm want, go, if you I'm want gonna, a bold prediction, I'm going to go Federer in four as well. Yeah, I have a feeling about Anisimova. Ooh, I have a feeling about Barty, who I know is a seeded player, but you it's know, all, it's all, it's all um, Burdick. Uh, I've, I've uh, unsolicited. I, I, I have, done a whole load of I have tried. <laughs> I have tried, folks, to find out about the scheduling decision for. 
uh, Simona Halep against Venus Williams, and I have not had a reply so far. So, um, oh, hold on a minute. Uh, right, I have had a reply. <laughs> it's Breaking ju- news. It's just come through. Um, the person Breaking responsible news. says that um, that she's only just read it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's probably a bit too late now, but didn't want to think that Little I'd... Little does she know. Didn't, didn't think... It's perfect She timing. didn't want me to think that she'd, she'd ignored it. Uh, so let me know if it still needs following up. Oh. Yes, it does. So I'll, I mean, I'll get back to you, folks. I think I might have overrode that with the breaking news tag. Well, no, at least it's an update. Breaking news, David receives email. We're getting closer, <laughs> folks. All right. So I, 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 will, I will follow it up. I spoke, I, I casually solicited the opinions of a few people today and none of them thought it was, it was the right decision. Marion mm. Bartley, for example. I, I'd just like to know the reasoning. So I will try to find out and, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you. So... We've been The Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph. Uh, Catherine Whitaker, Grad Matt, myself, David Law. We are executive produced by TennisBalls.com. Our mascot is Rio with a Y. Check out his Instagram page. It's brilliant. Catherine just spends most of the day on it. Uh, and we'll be back with another Tennis Podcast tomorrow. Make sure you tell everybody you know about the show, right? If, if you're at the tennis, if you want to know 68,000 people at the Australian Open, tell them about the Tennis Podcast. If you're just watching it in the pub, tell people. See you tomorrow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 